Hi everyone, long time no activity on the feed, I know, but we're back. I'm just popping in here real quick before the episode starts because as you may have noticed, the episode numbers have skipped one. We skipped episode 27 because that is going to be the Fifty Shades of Grey movie special, which is still happening. I promise I'm gonna make it happen, but slight spoilers, it's gonna have guests. Oh yes, that's right, the very first guests on this podcast. Because, you know, trying to get three adult humans together into the same room to watch a movie and record a podcast is uh, challenging at times. <laughs> that has not happened yet. It's gonna be fun. There's going to be alcohol involved. I think it's gonna be worth the wait. So as soon as that actually, you know, exists, it will pop up in this feed. So don't you worry about that. But in the meantime, I wanted to go ahead and start in on book two and start in on new episodes. So here we are. And one more quick note before I get into the actual episode. I am still working on that Patreon reboot remix that I've been talking about. It's gonna happen and uh, I will be giving you some previews of what that's gonna look like in this feed a little bit later this week or maybe next week. So look forward to that as well. And in the meantime, here is Fifty Shades Darker, chapter one. Welcome to Curdled Ink, one woman's tirade against poor writing and problematic romance. My name is Lee, and here we are. Welcome back. Book two. Here it is. This episode is episode 28, chapter one of Fifty Shades Darker. That's book two in the series. As usual, content warnings will be listed in the episode description. Now, if you remember, last book ended with Anna and Christian breaking up, and so we come back to Anna a few days post-breakup doing terrible. <laughs> and of course, Christian is not doing well letting her go either, so one of the first things that happens in this brand new book is that Christian sends Anna flowers to congratulate her on her first day at her new job. To which I say, bro, You've been broken up for three days. You need to give her space. I know you want her back. I know you didn't want this breakup, but you need to let her go. If she wants to come back, she will reach out to you. So I said Anna was not coping well. How not well, you ask? Well, she has not spoken to anyone aside from like people she absolutely has to interact with for work. She hasn't eaten. She's not sleeping. So coping wonderfully, clearly. So then Christian emails her offering to drive her to Jose's art show, which is happening the next day. Again, bro, stop it. You've been broken up for, I think, five days at this point. Like, okay, amendment to what I just said before. My current partner broke up with me twice near the beginning of our relationship for various reasons, and both times I reached out to her and was like, hey, can we maybe give this another try? So maybe it's not a completely 100% hard and fast rule that you never reach out to them if they break up with you. You just let them reach out to you. Sometimes it works out, but give it more than a fucking week. Let both of you feel your feelings, let you both 
grieve. Let both of you give life single again, life out of this relationship like an actual fucking try for longer than five days. Like, come on. <laughs> Jesus Christ, if this is really the longest he can stand to stay away, like, he is coping even worse than Anna. First quote of the new book, page eight. Anna is trying to figure out if she wants to or can see Christian again, and she thinks, I cannot be with someone who takes pleasure in inflicting pain on me, someone who can't love me. Because remember at the, last, at the end of the last book, she decided that Christian is incapable of feeling love because he's so kinky. Like, okay, Anna, everything else aside, you shouldn't be with someone who you think so little of. Like, if that's really your opinion of him, that he's, like, this monster who's incapable of love and who takes pleasure from other people's pain, leave. Like, okay, yes, you already left, but, like, now you're contemplating going back. Like, fucking don't. Like, you don't deserve that. You don't deserve to be with someone you, like, are so disgusted by. And he doesn't deserve to be with someone who he is so disgusted by him. Just let yourselves find people who are more compatible with you. My god. So, of course, she lets Christian drive her to the show, but beforehand, on the day of the show, she, like, kind of gets dressed up, you know, and she makes a note that her boss, who is a man, is more attentive than usual because she's all dressed up. So, nice to see that we are keeping with the tradition in this book as well that just everyone sucks and everyone's a creep and nobody knows how to act appropriately around anybody. Cool. Love it. Oh, and then he, like, the boss, like, asks, hey, do you have a date tonight? Do you have a boyfriend? Blah, blah, blah. And as soon as she's like, no, not really. He's like, well, do you want to go with a go with me for a drink after work tomorrow? And he's like, oh, it's to celebrate how well you're doing at this job. No, you're trying to ask her on a date. Shut up, bro. So Christian picks her up and like she gets in the car and he doesn't even greet her before he starts berating her about not having eaten enough as she's grieving this breakup. Like no hi, no I missed you, no it's nice to see you, no just straight into when did you eat last? You need to eat. Why aren't you eating? Shut up bro! Also, like, hello, yeah, I know, sometimes when I feel like shit for whatever reason, it's hard for me to take care of myself. That's a thing that happens. But what's not gonna help me, what is in fact going to make me feel even worse and even less capable of taking care of myself, is someone fucking snapping at me about it. Like, if he's like, oh my gosh, you look like you've lost weight, are you okay? Like, can I get you something to eat? Like, if that's the tone he's taking with it, great. That shows me that he cares about me. That shows me that it's out of concern and affection that he's trying to get me to eat something. But he's, but if he's like, when did you last eat? Just like angry at me, like I'm gonna shut down. And then I'm going to leave the situation as soon as I fucking can. And if this is a man who I have just broken up with, it's just going to remind me of why we broke up in the first place. Because we are right back where we were before with Christian just jumping all over Anna for every tiny little thing and trying to take complete fucking control of her life in the most aggro, like, unfriendly possible way. And, like, why the fuck would she want you back at this point, bro? Like, what have you brought back into her life except being fucking yelled at because she's depressed and not eating as well as she should? Jesus fucking Christ. So then he completely changes tack and, like, pulls her into his lap. He's not driving, by the way, because of course he has Taylor to drive him, but he like pulls her into his lap and starts calling her baby and like kissing the top of her head. And it's like, bro, you broke up. You broke up a week ago. 
stop it. What are you doing? We're gonna, it's, this is gonna come up a lot this chapter. He just feels like he's acting like, well, okay, if I just don't acknowledge that we broke up, if I just don't acknowledge that we're not together anymore, I can just convince her to come back to me. Like, it just, it just never happened if I don't say it happened, which is so fucking entitled. Like, he's just so used to getting his way and, like, snapping his fingers and making the world move. He's just like, yeah, of course we didn't break up until I say so. Of course she's gonna come back if I want it. Because that's how things work for him. He's so, like, not used to being rejected. And this is, this is how poorly he's coping with it. Holy shit. So they go to a helipad because, of course, they're going to take his fucking helicopter to Portland where the art show is. And page 16, he, like, buckles her into the harness whatever thing in the helicopter and says, This should keep you in your place. I must say I like this harness on you. Again, just acting as if the breakup didn't happen. As if she's just still his submissive, still his girlfriend, still his whatever. Like, no, dude, you don't get to call her baby. You don't get to talk to her like that anymore. You fucking lost that privilege when she left you. That's how this works. Like, you can want her back as much as you fucking want. But you have to respect her until such time as she agrees to come back to you and agrees to be your girlfriend again. You two are not together, so you don't get to act like this toward her. Oh yeah, so as they're like talking about the show that they're going to, Christian keeps calling Jose the boy. Like, let's go to the boys show. Let's go to see the boys photographs. Like, it's so fucking condescending. Holy shit. Jose is Anna's age. Hello? Like, you keep calling Anna a young woman, but Jose is the boy? Why? We know exactly why, actually. Like, I'm not even gonna pretend. We know exactly the fuck why. Because you dislike that Jose also has feelings for your woman, who is not yours at the moment, and she also does not return those feelings. But that's inconsequential in your world, because in your world, he is romantic competition, as evidenced by the fact that he sexually assaulted Anna. But what, in your world, that's just him making a move on her and that's that places him as competition so you don't like him so he's the boy taking his silly little photographs that don't matter because he doesn't matter because he's not a person to you he is just the opposition he's the enemy so fucked up i can't fucking believe like somebody please tell me real people don't actually think this way don't actually act this way please please tell me this is just terrible fiction please save my last shred of faith in humanity <laughs> So they get to the photography show and it is predictably a fucking shit show. First of all, the centerpiece, or maybe it's not the centerpiece, but a very prominent piece in Jose's show is seven massive portraits of Anna that he took without her knowledge or consent that he included in the show without her knowledge or consent that he has put up for sale without her knowledge or consent. Now, here's how I think this went down in Jose's mind. I think he genuinely really liked the photos, and I think also he thought this was going to be some grand romantic gesture, that this was going to be his climactic scene in the romance movie where Anna sees these portraits, sees how he feels about her, and sees how wrong she's been to not return his feelings all this time, and that she was going to run across the gallery and like tackle kiss him, and that's how he gets the girl. The problem is, that's not how real life works. 
Like, at all. That's not how you get the girl. And honestly, most of the time, grand romantic gestures end up just being pretty invasive and creepy. Like this one here that just happened. None of this was run by Anna checking in on, on getting her permission on how comfortable she would be being featured in a photography exhibition, how comfortable she would be having pictures of her sold to someone to keep for, you know, years. That's not how this works, my dude. That's, that's not, like, you want to know how you get the girl in this situation? You don't. Sorry. I know that sounds harsh, but she has made it clear time and time again that she does not feel about you the way you feel about her. So what you need to do, what is healthier for her and for yourself, is to move on. To let her go, realize that she is not getting with you, and find someone who is interested in you. It's gonna make your life so much better, I swear to god. If you can find someone who you want and who wants you back, that is a much fucking better way to start out a relationship. So, next on the list of why this show is just, just a, a travesty, just absolute fucking terrible start to this book. Christian sees the portraits and is like, I'll be right back. Goes over to the receptionist, hands over his credit card, comes back, Anna says, did you just buy one of these? Meaning the portraits of her? One of these? He snorts. I bought them all, Anastasia. I don't want some stranger ogling you in the privacy of their home. Holy shit, where to begin with that one? Because holy shit. First of all, good to see that he's just as much of a possessive, controlling creep as always. Second of all, maybe she doesn't want some stranger looking at her in the privacy of their home. That's her call. That's her discussion to have with Jose if she doesn't want those portraits sold. That's not up to you, Christian. Especially because you broke up a week ago. Remember? Remember five days ago when she broke up with you? You don't get to- she's not yours anymore. She's not. You don't get to do that. You don't fucking get to be that possessive of her, even if you were still together, but especially because you're not still together. And also, the fact that you just bought seven massive portraits of your currently ex-girlfriend in front of her without her consent. Like, excuse me, if I just broke up with someone, I don't think I want them to have my picture but displayed prominently on their wall, let alone seven of them. That is wildly inappropriate. That is wildly out of line. Holy shit, bro. So then, Christian comments that Anna looks so relaxed in all of these portraits, and he wants her to be that relaxed around him. I mean, yeah, that'd be great, but you've done a shit job of creating an environment where she can relax like that, where she can feel safe enough and cared for enough to relax like that. And he, of course, he puts it all on her. He's like, you need to open up and start communicating with me. I want you to be this relaxed with me. And she even says, well, in order for that to happen, you have to stop intimidating me. And he just completely ignores it. But like, bro, seriously, if she is reacting so differently when she's around you than she is in these photos, take a look in the fucking mirror, dude, because you probably have something to do with it. It's not just being around men because she was, you know, a dude took these photos. She can be relaxed around guys, but she's not relaxed around you. Gee, I fucking wonder why could that possibly be? Could it be because you yell at her for every tiny fucking thing? Because you make your expectations so unclear that she feels like she's walking on eggshells? 
eggshells all the time, that you never, never respect her boundaries, that you always push back or ignore when she tries to advocate for herself. You've just like planted her in this toxic fucking swamp and demanded that she thrive. Like what the fuck do you expect? So anyway, Anna does speak up about all this, which is fantastic, and I do want to read you kind of a long passage. Page 25, she says, Christian, you wanted me as a submissive. That's where the problem lies. It's in the definition of a submissive. You emailed it to me once. I think the synonyms were, and I quote, compliant, pliant, amenable, passive, tractable, resigned, patient, docile, tame, subdued. I wasn't supposed to look at you, not talk to you unless you gave me permission to do so. What do you expect? It's very confusing being with you. You don't want me to defy you, but then you like my smart mouth. You want obedience, except when you don't so you can punish me. I just don't know what way is up when I'm with you. There's so much to unpack there. There's so fucking much to unpack. Let's start with a submissive in a DS dynamic does not need to fit the dictionary definition of submissive. I know I talked about this in the last book. Different people, different couples have different definitions of what a submissive is. Your submission is going to look different from everyone else's submission. Your submission might even look different depending on which dom you're with at the moment, if you have more than one throughout your life or at the same time, whatever your situation is. Point is, it adapts to each person, it adapts to each relationship, and Christian is trying to train Anna to be one certain type of submissive. And it's becoming very clear to me, and maybe to some of you, but clearly not to Christian, that that's not the type of submissive that she is. And that's not the only type of submissive that is out there. She is perfectly capable of being her own type of like defiant, playful, bratty submissive. And that's fine. That's great. Good for her. But the fact that she's over here being a square peg and Christian's trying to shove her into a round hole, like no wonder she feels so stifled and confused. Also, everything she's saying about not having clear expectations for her, not knowing what he expects of her, not knowing what he wants of her, he needs to be listening, listening very, very closely to all of that because it's true. Like from my perspective too, he's done a really terrible job of outlining what exactly he wants her to do. Like, yeah, he has the whole fucking contract and that's very good for generalities, but like, you need to talk about the minutia as well. If you're gonna punish her for rolling her eyes, she needs to know that before the first time she gets in trouble for rolling her eyes. If you're gonna punish her for talking back to you when you give her an order, she needs to know that before the first time she gets in trouble for talking back to you. And also, she needs to fucking agree that those things require punishment that those things will trigger a punishment. Because that's the thing about punishment in a DS relationship. It is consensual. It is what does the dom want to punish the sub for, but also just as much, if not more so, what does the sub want to be punished for? Like that's so much of how I hear actual kinksters talking about punishment is like, here's this thing that I'm trying to change. How about you punish me for it every time I do it so that eventually I'll stop doing it. And like, maybe that's a bad habit, like biting your nails or some shit like that. Maybe that's something within the dynamic, you know, rolling your eyes when you get an order. Whatever it is, you both need to agree to it. You both need to be okay with punishment happening because of it. Otherwise, it doesn't work. 
Also, like I kind of started saying and then I got a little distracted, you need to talk about each protocol, each individual specific rule before you implement it. What specific things trigger a punishment? And I know it doesn't make for a great novel. It doesn't make for interesting conversation on the written page, but that's how DS works. And it doesn't all have to happen on the page. You can gloss over it. You can have them have a conversation off screen, so to speak, and then just move forward from there. But that conversation has to happen. Otherwise, it just all goes bad and we get the end of the last book. And she's never clear on when she, what's going to trigger a punishment, what she is and is not allowed to do. And so she's always going to be walking on eggshells and she's never going to be able to relax around you, Christian, which is, by the way, what we started talking about before I started this whole rant. <laughs> So next up, Christian makes a comment about how Jose sexually assaulted Anna, and Anna snaps back, well, at least he never hits me. And I just, that's a massive false equivalence. Assault is not kink. Kink is not assault. Impact play is not assault. It can be if somebody does impact on you without your consent, that is assault. But if somebody hits you, does impact on you with your consent, that is nothing, nothing like being kissed against your will. Nothing. Like, it's just another thing that adults, consenting adults, do together consensually. And the fact that Anna is still in this mindset of being hit is assault, it's bad, it's abuse, even if it's in a consensual kinky dynamic, just illustrates why they very, very clearly should not get back together. Because she is still so deeply kink negative in her thinking. And so she is not going to have a good time in a kinky relationship, especially such a high protocol kinky relationship like Christian wants. And it also really illustrates, again, Christian's failure to actually help her understand anything about this kink shit and about what it actually entails and what an actual healthy kink dynamic can look like. Like, they're just so bad for each other. They should not get back together. And then they've been there like 30 minutes and Christian's like, okay, let's go. And Anna's like, what? And Christian's like, we're getting dinner right now. And she's like, can we stay? And he's like, no, bro, you are so fucking far out of line right now. You do not get to boss her around like this. She's not your submissive. She has not agreed to follow what you are saying like this in this context. You have no right. You have no fucking right. Like, if you needed to leave and she needed to find a, another way home or something, that's a conversation you can have. But you don't get to just drag her out of this event that she wanted to go to to support her friend. That's so controlling. That's so far out of the out of line. Holy shit. So Anna goes to say goodbye to Jose and he like hugs her goodbye and she looks over at Christian and hugs him back to make Christian jealous, which is so fucking immature. And also then they get out of the venue and Christian grabs Anna, drags her into a nearby alley, shoves her against the wall and kisses her. All, once again, without any kind of checking in or consent or any of that shit. He does not know if she's okay with him kissing her. He does not know if that's what she wants. Presumably, he would not stop if she asked him to. I really don't think he would. 
I think this kiss was entirely for him. But, you know, of course, she, like, kisses him back because she, like, missed him and they're gonna get back together and it's inevitable and E.L. James is not even trying to keep them apart. So anyway, he's, like, kissing her so, like, violently and fiercely because he is indeed angry that Anna hugged Jose goodbye. That Anna hugged her friend who she has known for years. I have no words. Like, I can't, I can't fucking believe this. And then she apologizes to him for hugging Jose. And he's like, Christian's like, I know what you were doing. I know you did that to try to make me jealous. And like, okay, yes, she did. And that wasn't great. But she's still allowed to fucking hug her friends. And you need to back the fuck off. And dragging her into an alley and kissing her without her consent is not the way to handle this shit, my dude. Also, like, he asks again if she wants to date Jose. And it's like, do these men just, like, shut their hearing off as soon as a woman starts speaking? Like, Jose and Christian both. Anna has been over this with both of them so many times. Jose is a friend. She has no interest in a romantic relationship with Jose. End of story. If neither of them can trust her to be telling the truth after saying it so many fucking times, like, neither of them should be hanging out with her. Like, it's not fair to her her that she has these men constantly fucking questioning her and not just fucking believing her when she's like no I want you as a friend and I don't like it's I I can't even string a sentence together anymore I'm so fucking pissed off like if you truly don't trust her that well why are you friends with her why are you dating her like why why are you still here I don't understand. Like, just fucking believe her. Also, like, truly, if you don't trust her, if you're that untrusting of her and her intentions and her, like, truthfulness, why are you trying to be in a DS relationship with her? Because you've said it yourself, Christian, in the last book, the baseline of any DS relationship is trust. If you don't have trust, you should not be playing with this person. You should not be engaging in kink with this person. So, like, what, what is why? I don't get it. One last quote to end the episode. Page 27, Christian says, I have spent all my adult life trying to avoid any extreme emotion, yet you bring out feelings in me that are completely alien, blah, blah, blah. I mostly just wanted to highlight that first sentence because, holy shit, that explains some stuff. Like, really and truly, no wonder he's so fucking emotionally constipated all the time. If he has just spent his entire adult life shoving all of his emotions down and not feeling them. Yeah, I know how that goes. I have definitely done the trying not to feel anything as a way of coping with the bad feelings. And uh, it's not great. It's not very healthy. It's, it's something I'm working on. And in Christian, this is clearly like coming out in the form of blistering fucking rage over the tiniest little things when he is not completely in control of every Thing, he just fucking throws a tantrum because he has all of these unfelt feelings that he's not dealing with, that he's not acknowledging, that he's not coping with. And that's, that's gonna manifest in some unhealthy ways, no matter who you are. And especially when you're like a man brought up in this patriarchal ass society and like the only emotions you're allowed to feel are horny and angry. Yeah, no wonder Christian is the way he is. No wonder he's so fucking abusive and control, like overly fucking controlling all the fucking time. Oh my lord. <laughs> so anyway, that's the end of that chapter. Welcome back to hell. Hope you're enjoying it here because I'm not. 
Thank you so much for listening to my latest rant. My name is Lee. You can find my non-sex work social media at allmylinks.com slash leecartist, and you can find my sex work social media at allmylinks.com slash candykitten, because yes, I am indeed back at it. This podcast can be found at allmylinks.com slash thecurdledpod and patreon.com slash thecurdledpod, where you can support me monthly in return for some fun exclusive content, brand new content added, tears shuffled around. Give it a look if you haven't in a little while, or if you've been maybe on the fence about subscribing. Look at the new goodies. See if maybe you want to sign up. Be sure to check the episode description for the spellings on all of the above-mentioned links. And if you have questions, comments, concerns, or want to make a one-time donation not through Patreon, you can, in, t- in fact, get in touch with me at curdledinkpodcast at gmail.com. If you can't or don't want to support me monetarily, and trust me, I do get it. It's fine. It's tough out there. Whatever. Please rate and or leave a review on your podcast app of choice, or tell a friend, post on social media, do whatever you want to do to spread the word about this humble podcast. That would be lovely. Thank you so much. The logo is by Reese Jones at cheerlessrainart.tumblr.com. And until next time, remember your rack. That's risk-aware consensual kink. Okay, bye! completely switches like changes god damn christian you wanted me as a submissive that's where the problem lies. fuck oh my god where you can support me monetarily i'm gonna try that again look at look at the new good jesus christ And if you can't or don't want to support me monetarily, good lord, I'm- my brain is melting. (laughs) If you can't or don't want to- Our logo is by Reese Jones at tearlessrainart.tumblr.com. I said our. Damn. Okay. Starting off strong. Starting off the new batch of outros. Strong AF.